The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Sean Spicer's back. They must have heard that Saturday Night Live was writing Melissa McCarthy into the show this week and videotaping uh, episodes out on the streets of New York with Melissa McCarthy's version of Sean Spicer driving the the podium around Midtown Manhattan. It's pretty funny if you see it. It's such a remarkable parody. One of those iconic moments. <laughs> I actually feel bad for Spicer because it's so good. And it's so funny. But Spicer went away and we were told he was doing his military reserve duty. That's usually two weeks, right? Or two weekends. You can't show up. And just do one or two days and then go back? How do you that's special treatment, right? That's that's special treatment. Maybe this was get back because all hell is breaking loose. Maybe. Spicer was in the briefing room getting quizzed about the uh tweet that Mr. Trump posted this morning that I still say is a threat and uh Mr. Spicy Spicer says, no, it's not. Moving on to the news of the week, really, and the day. Did President Trump record his conversations with former FBI Director Comey? I assume you're referring to uh, the tweet. And I've talked to the president. The president has nothing further to add on that. Why did he say that? Why did he tweet that? What should we interpret from that? As I mentioned, the president has nothing further to add on that. Are there recording devices in the Oval Office or in the residence? As I said for the third time, there is nothing further to add on that. First of all, and and I'm not done with this, of course there are recording devices in the Oval Office. Of course there are. Are you nuts? The Russians were in there yesterday. What do you think they were doing? They were dropping off some new recording devices. No, I'm kidding you. Although I did hear somebody speculate that the Oval Office should have been swept for electronic devices after Sergey Lavrov and uh, Mr. Kislyak left the other day because who knows? They brought a Russian camera crew in. But, of course, there are cameras in the White House. Of course, it's since Bill Clinton, at least. There are cameras in the Oval Office. There are recording devices. But the back and forth with Sean Spicer continues. 
Do you think it's appropriate to threaten someone like Mr. Comey not to speak? I, I don't think that's that's not a threat. He's simply stated a fact. The tweet speaks for itself. Uh, I'm moving on. John. I'm sorry. It's a threat. That's a threat. That's the president of the United States saying, you better hope there aren't any tapes before you go leaking something. I'm just saying there, you'll end up like three-toe veto in the bottom of the bay. What? Does it need to be any clearer? Really, Mr. Spicer? Now, what about this topic of loyalty pledges and the president? There was an, a, a story that has been circulating that Mr. Comey was asked to uh, base, basically pledge allegiance to the prez. John, in the dinner that the president had with James Comey earlier uh, in, in January, did the president implore him to <coughs> pledge his loyalty to the president? Is that true? No. Did that happen? That did not happen? No. Uh, how important is it that the FBI director be loyal to the president? Is that, a, is that a quality the president wants to see in anyone, particularly his FBI director? I think the president wants loyalty to this country and to the rule of law. Thanks, Sean. On the dinner with James Comey, does anyone in this White House have an audio recording of what unfolded during the January 27th dinner between the former FBI director and the president of the United States? I'm not aware of that. I'm not aware of that. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm not aware of that. Kind of an interesting twist. You have to always parse the words because they're parsing the words. Exhale, exhale. Now, this this press conference, I'm sure, is going to be the subject of tomorrow night's Saturday night, Saturday night Live and probably the opening. Probably the opening. Now, what about what about Donald Trump talking to the the now former FBI director before he was the former FBI director? And asking if he's under investigation. Anything inappropriate there? So consumed by this that you would ask that question on three separate occasions. I think because the narrative continued to be perpetuated and he wanted clarity to make sure. Uh, but again, I haven't spoken to him on it about the reason. But I think he answered it yesterday very clearly. Um, and so I can get back to you, but that's, that's the answer. I would appreciate you getting back to me. And as far as asking that question, uh, did the president ask the, the White House counsel whether it would be appropriate to ask such a question, given that it was against, generally, Justice Department guidelines to indicate whether or not investigations are ongoing against any individual, let alone one at the White House. I don't know. I will tell you that I know several legal scholars, including Alan Dershowitz and others, have said there was nothing inappropriate about that. Dave. Counsel to the- so this is actually a, a very interesting press conference. What have we learned today? We have learned that Sean Spicer doesn't believe what the president said to uh, said to the former FBI director this morning in his tweet was a threat. I'm sorry. I, I, I disagree with you on that, sir. Um, and, and was it inappropriate to uh, ask if you were under investigation? Well, that's a great question. I, I don't know if it was inappropriate. I, I'm not sure about that. And the loyalty pledge. We'll have to see. 
if any other news breaks out of this press conference, we will we will share it with you as we have a, a pretty solid stream of information that comes out on a pretty regular basis, and I can grab them as, as quickly as possible. Um, trying to catch up to uh, a couple of people who were regulars on this show. Uh, our old friend Emily Zanotti was over in France last week. She usually makes an appearance, and I think she's catching up on her Heat Street stuff. Our buddy Ernesto Rodriguez, who walked from Tennessee to uh, California to bring attention to the the members of the military, our veterans who who are killing themselves every single day because we're not taking care of them. Ernesto uh, is is still, I guess, healing up. I want to get an update on him because I know he's working on a book. Maybe we'll get him today or tomorrow morning. And uh, Senator Chris Coons has a project that he wants to talk about. It deals with opioid abuse. And uh, so I'm going to see if we can get him on the phone after the break. I'm going to step away a little bit earlier than normal in order to make room for Senator Coons. So we'll deal with him next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. One of the things that I pride myself with on on this show is trying to be fair. And I am a conservative. I am a dyed-in-the-wool constitutional conservative. I also think I am a compassionate conservative. And that allows me to have agreements and disagreements with people on both sides of the aisle. I can agree with you if your argument is constitutionally sound. I can disagree with you without being disagreeable. One of those people that I have that relationship with is Senator Chris Coons of Delaware. He's a blue state guy. He's also a guy I've openly said I enjoy personally as a friend. I like his family. I like him. Uh, We disagree on a lot when it comes to politics. But there are things we do agree on. And as a matter of fact, Senator Coons uh, is on hold. He's back home in Delaware for a few days. I guess they all get a couple days out of D.C. And uh, wanted to talk about something. But, Senator, I'm going to surprise you. I might even shock you, but you and I agree on something. I'm someone who says it's time for an independent investigation into this Russia thing. I I think let's just... Let's just get get it on. Let's go. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that, Mike. My just to be clear, you know, I think that the Senate Intelligence Committee is proceeding on a constructive bipartisan path 
Uh, they're reviewing documents. They're interviewing people. Republican Senator Burr and Democratic uh, Senator Warner, the chair and vice chair, uh, have so far, I think, uh, run a balanced and fair and appropriate process. Um, my concern, and perhaps yours as well, is that um, the FBI, which is also running uh, a counterintelligence uh, investigation into what Russia did in our last election and uh, what may have happened, if anything, between the Trump campaign and, and that Russian interference, um, there are real questions about whether trying to slow or stop that investigation played some role in the firing of FBI Director Comey. Um, I and many other Democrats uh, questioned Comey's actions uh, last summer and last fall, um, as I think you may have seen, Mike, in a hearing with uh, Sally Yates, the former acting attorney general and the former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, last week. Um, I pressed him and uh, on, on what was the right uh, actions for the FBI director. And in front of the Judiciary Committee, I pressed FBI Director Comey himself last week um, and said, if it's true, and he said it was, that at the time of the election, there were ongoing investigations into Hillary Clinton's emails and Donald Trump's campaign and the possibility of collusion with the Russians. Um, I think he should have either commented on both investigations or neither, preference for neither, uh, and I, was, I wasn't satisfied with the answers I got from him. That's different from being comfortable um, with President Trump abruptly firing him and the competing explanations that have come out of the White House and uh, the vice president and the White House press secretary and yesterday the president about why he was fired. I think we need to know whether this investigation will continue. We'll get to the bottom of this and will allow us to move forward in an appropriate way. Well, fair points, all of those. And my I will pile on one more reason why I endorse it. I want you guys to go back to doing the jobs we hired you to do. I want right. I, I want the House and Senate to go back to doing the the real business that they're supposed to do. And I think that'll help clear it up. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who is going to be the next FBI director. I heard Mike Lee yesterday. I heard uh, Richard Blumenthal yesterday. Both say they could deal with Merrick Garland. I, you know, me, I'm going totally uh, Trey Gowdy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to you laugh at that. He is a pit bull. You know that. But that... Uh, he, he, he is a pit bull. Um, you know, my concern is that he's shown himself to be a fairly partisan pit bull. Yes, um, that's a good point. Yeah. And I, you know, my hope is that we would find someone. Um, I've, I've asked my staff. They've put together a, a list of suggestions of folks I'm going to look at. Uh, today and over the weekend um, to try and find names, uh, career prosecutors, career federal law enforcement leaders uh, who haven't run for office for either party, um, who don't have a record of partisan involvement, um, because, you know, I don't think it's enough for me to simply criticize. I think I need to be suggesting uh, constructive names um, that that I could get behind, that Democrats could get behind. Um, I've set up calls with a number of my Republican colleagues for this weekend because um, I think I think we need to move forward. I think we need to find a way um, to get to the bottom of what's happened with this firing and to move forward on the investigation. And to your point, Mike, you know, try and move forward on health care reform, on dealing with our opioid and heroin addiction crisis, on um, fighting for fair trade and for uh, manufacturing, uh, and to find ways to make us safer around the world. We've got a lot going on well, <laughs> around wanna... the world and a lot going on here at home. And um 
I, I don't think we can overlook this. I think the firing of the FBI director is a big deal, and we need to resolve it. Um, but in some ways, the biggest thing that will happen in the next week or two is the president will make an announcement about who he wants to be the next FBI director. Uh, hopefully that will be uh, a balanced, respected, nonpartisan career law enforcement professional that would go a long way uh, towards ensuring we can move forward. Well, from your lips to the president's ears, let's hope so. Uh, I don't want to shortchange you because you and I are on on totally in sync on a topic about doing something to stop the opioid crisis in this country and the horrific uh, devastation it's it's laying out over all of us. And so uh, I heard you had some news or a topic you wanted to broach on that. So the floor is yours, Senator. Well, this is just an update um, for Delawareans listening who uh, are concerned. And I have heard uh, from a lot of heartbroken parents, from a lot of uh, suffering people in our state, that we just don't have the resources uh, for treatment. Um, This is something that uh, is taking up a a lot of time and effort and energy uh, in the public health sector, in law enforcement, um, because we just aren't putting enough into addressing it, both as a public health issue uh, and as a public safety issue. Um, last year, at the end of the Congress, we came together, uh, Republicans and Democrats working together, uh, passed something called the Comprehensive Addiction and Recovery Act, or CARA. Um, but for unfortunate reasons, we failed to fund it fully at the end of the last Congress in the bill that was just signed by the president um, for appropriations for the rest of this fiscal year, now through September, there's $1.3 billion in total um, in new money uh, for dealing with heroin and opioid addiction. It's spread across several departments and agencies. Uh, Much of it will be formula, so it'll go out to the states. Uh, Some of it will be competitive grants. My office is going to make sure uh, the state of Delaware has everything it needs uh, to be able to compete for these grants. Uh, I just think it's a good opportunity for folks to realize that um, there is a bipartisan commitment to trying to address what is causing pain and harm in every town and every county in America. Well, I'm I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with you. And if you ever need any assistance on that topic, I'm there just without question. Well, thank you, Mike. And I, you know, I hope uh, if there are folks listening um, who are um, suffering or have a challenge or have an issue, um, I invite you to call my office or call the Department of Public Health or the Department of Health and Human Services uh, in Delaware. Uh, we are trying to get better resources out on the street. We do recognize there's a critical shortage uh, of treatment options. Uh, this funding won't meet all of that need, but it'll go an important step in that direction. Thank you, sir. Senator Chris Coons, always a pleasure. And uh, add one more thing to your agenda, tax cuts, tax cuts. (laughs) Thank you, sir. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. Great being on with you. There he goes, Senator Chris Coons. You know, he has the buzziest phone in the entire world. But uh, I I think his heart's in the right place. He's uh, He's doing the typical things you would expect of a Democrat, but he's also attempting to work across the aisle to get bipartisan support on something we don't we don't talk enough about and that is this really serious opioid addiction crisis that is just destroying certain sections of our nation uh you remember the the moment of brilliance in chris christie's tiny presidential campaign the only moment he had 
where people went, wow, I might be able to vote for that guy, was when he talked about the, the friend of his who died from his addiction, the friend of his who couldn't overcome the demons that had crawled inside of his, his body and just taken over. So we know this knows no economic boundaries. We know this knows no racial boundaries. We know it knows no geographic boundaries. Uh, we are going to stay on the opioid addiction problem. We are going to try and make sure that this is something that we, we can work with, Democrat, Republican, Independent, it doesn't matter. When 30-plus thousand of us are dying every year, that's too many, especially when it's something we could stop. So uh, I know tightening up the border is a part of it, too. So the security of the nation is also part of helping us all get better. And more on this in the future. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, it's Friday. There's still time to do something great for yourself. And I'm not talking about dipped strawberries or gold-dipped roses or what. I'm talking about Relief Factor. I use Relief Factor. It's all natural. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's made... Uh, to to help reduce the inflammation in your body, which is where the pain comes from. So if you're like me and you've been sidelined, if your life was kind of put on hold, you're like, ah, oh, I'm aging and my knees are bugging me, my back's bugging me, my neck's bugging me, try Relief Factor. Put down the pain meds, put down the over-the-counter medications and do something all natural. Your body will appreciate it. Mine did. I'm, I'm back to being much more active. And this is through a move with endless boxes needing to be carried and unpacked. I called 800-500-8384. I absolutely got a hold of one of the people, ordered the three-week quick start pack for $19.95. I can't tell you how much different I feel. And, you know, Nicole did too. Nicole is one of the people who tried Relief Factor came by the blaze and told us her story. I started getting numbing, like carpal tunnel, but then I started realizing it was all up in my shoulder. The cramping, the pain, it was almost unbearable. When I started taking Relief Factor, it just seemed like everything relaxed and I'm able to stretch it out now. I'm able to work it out. I'm able to sleep. To me, it is a lifesaver. A lifesaver for me, too. So what are you waiting for? ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or you can call them, order the three-week quick start pack for $19.95, 800-500-8384. I also want to talk about 
something that a lot of people have been have been punching around on 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 social media and on talk radio and even on television about it it is the the memo that came out of allegedly came out of Steve Harvey's office to his staff now th- this story's just been popping around for a day or two and i have to tell you my first instinct was this is going to hurt Steve Harvey, but I think if you actually read it and if you're a, a real person who's honest with yourself and with others, I think you're going to go, okay, I'm with Steve Harvey on this. I am on Team Harvey on this one. So this is, this is the memo and this is how it reads. And he reportedly sent this to everyone on his staff, everyone at the start of the current television show season. Now, keep in mind, Steve Harvey has four jobs that I can count. Now, he's probably not doing all of the TV jobs at the same time, but he has a radio show. He does Family Feud. He also has his TV show, and then he has the Steve Harvey show, and then he has that show with the kids. That's four TV shows. Steve Harvey has four jobs. He's very lucky, very blessed. But in, in, that, in that four jobs that he has, they all eat away at your life and it's your personal time. So there's very little personal time to actually have a life. Keep that in mind as you, you read the memo that came from Steve Harvey to everybody on his staff. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. I'd like you all to review and adhere to the following notes and rules for season five of my talk show. Number one, there will be no meetings in my dressing room, no stopping by or popping in. No one in all caps. Do not come to my dressing room unless invited. Do not open my dressing room door. And then again, in all caps, If you open my door, expect to be removed. My security team will stop everyone from standing at my door who have the intent to see or speak to me. I want all the ambushing to stop now. That includes TV staff. You must schedule an appointment. I have been taken advantage of by my lenient policy in the past This ends now, again, all caps, no more. Do not approach me while I'm in the makeup chair unless I ask to speak with you directly. Either knock or use the doorbell. I am seeking more free time for me throughout the day. Do not wait in the hallway to speak to me. I hate being ambushed. Please make an appointment. I promise you I will not entertain you in the hallway. And do not attempt to walk with me. If you're reading this, yes, this means you. Everyone, do not take offense to the new way of doing business. It is the, for the good of my personal life and enjoyment. Thank you all, Steve Harvey. I support Steve Harvey on every single one of these points. Every single one. And I understand I understand greatly the intense pressure it takes for someone to be the 
the CEO of both his life and all of these shows, because that's what Steve Harvey's doing. On every day, Steve Harvey has to wake up and be the CEO of Steve Harvey, of his life. He has to be in charge of his life. Now, if you add to that, Steve Harvey also has to be a game show host. Steve Harvey has to be the show of the host with the kids, Little Big Shots or whatever it is. Those are very different things. He has to do study on each one of those and be aware. You just don't walk out and and be brilliant and funny. It takes work. It takes time. It takes thought. Steve Harvey is a hard-working guy. Doing a radio show is more than just showing up and talking, too. Believe it or not, I've got a pile of papers and notes, and Shamant and I talk about where we're going, and we have to get sound clips and figure out who I'm going to be yelling at and ranting about. It's not something that just happens on an assembly line basis. Steve Harvey's a genius. I think this note is, is fairly gracious. And I also think it's something that you could take and understand uh, how to work better at your job. Do you know what I despise more than anything? It's the drive-by meeting. The hallway meeting. And when he said, I got a chill because you know what? I've probably violated all these rules in my, in my life. And nobody was polite enough to put it on paper or at least send me the hint. Don't just show up and stick your head in and go, hey, how are you? But this must have been going on. But the walking down the hall and walking with and trying to get your job done by having a hallway meeting, it's one of the worst things you can do as an employee with your boss. Because the relationship is not appropriately established there in the hall. And business that happens in the hall is rarely ever completely understood or carried forward. So I respect Steve Harvey. I I respected Steve Harvey before this. He's a businessman, he's a host, and those two rarely go together. He's a radio talent. He's probably a liberal. I know he went and met with Donald Trump at at Trump Tower, uh, either right after or right before the election. But you know what? Steve Harvey appears to be a decent guy. If he, if he really wanted to be a hard ass, there wouldn't be this note. Now, maybe what he should have done was open up the letter by saying, I'm having a little trouble keeping all of my various jobs and personal life separated. So I'm going to put in place a new policy that will help me. Because guess what? If Steve Harvey's not productive, if Steve Harvey's not successful, who is it going to hurt more? Steve Harvey could lose one job. He's probably not going to lose all four. But if it's the one job that you worked on, you're going to get hurt more than Steve Harvey. There is a rule. Doc Thompson always used to talk about this. The first rule of producing And I think he's absolutely right. Keep the talent happy. So Steve Harvey is, this is a cry for help as far as I'm concerned. This is Steve Harvey saying, I just need a little help, people. I'm doing four jobs here. 
I don't have that much time. Steve Harvey, I don't know you, but I would shake your hand on this one. This, to me, is good management. And anyone who thinks it's it's a, a big-headed celebrity grousing, I don't think you get it. I think you're just missing missing the point. Thank you, Steve Harvey, for this management lesson. When we get back, uh, I, I've got an update. Trump's attorneys have actually put out a note saying that there's no Russian money, there's no Russian debt. Oh, wait, uh, there are a couple of exceptions. We'll deal with that next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. little programming note here. If you didn't hear it earlier, if you joined us late today, uh, we, we do this show, as you know, from noon Eastern to 3, Monday through Friday, and Saturday mornings from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. It is uh, kicking off a program of all new shows on Saturdays on the Blaze Radio Network. And you're welcome to join me tomorrow morning as we blast into the weekend. Uh, We used to re-air this show 7 to 10 p.m. each night, weeknight. And now uh, we've made a slight shift. And that is that the Puro Pelka show replay happens at 10 p.m. Eastern following the Buck Sexton show. So we do this show followed by the liberty-loving Latino, Chris Salcedo, and then... Pat and Stu, and after the Pat and Stu program, you have Buck Sexton, and then I follow Buck. So just a slight change in the way we're doing business here, so thank you for paying attention. Uh, I also said this audience, the smartest audience in the free world, and I have proof. Um, I, I have to say thank you to all of you who tweeted along and shared wisdom of your mom. We'll continue that tomorrow. If you didn't get a chance to share the wisdom of your own mom, you can you can do so tomorrow. Uh, we talked to Senator Chris Coons earlier about the opioid addiction problem in this country. It is daunting, the task ahead of us. And if we don't work on it together, if we don't get left and right working on it together, it's only going to get worse. And folks like, Stacy Rippey, who listens to this show and participates, uh, delivers just knockout punch twits, tweets that say things like addiction is an equal opportunity destroyer. You are so right, my friend. You are so, so right. Uh, also, we talked about Mike Lee saying that uh, he wouldn't be upset if Merrick Garland was nominated to uh take over the FBI, um, the the uh, very clear new, not Garland from Ms. Rippey, and reminding Mike Lee and the president, you know, both Garland and Loretta Lynch owe their careers to Bill Clinton. He brought both of them up through the ranks. And that that, that is all I would need. I'm still sticking with what I said to 
uh, Senator Coons in our phone call today when I said uh, I, I would love to see Trey Gowdy as the nominee, and you know it would make many on the left apoplectic. It would make many many of our friends who uh, wear the blue jerseys go, no, not Trey Gowdy. But but we'll see. When are we going to get this nominee? Uh, there, there's more coming. I know I mentioned I was going to get to the president's uh, attorneys who put out a note saying there was no money owed to or really paid from Russia. But the details on this are too deep. We're going to have to dive into this tomorrow morning. It, it basically says the president doesn't owe any money, didn't get any money from Russia, with a couple exceptions. Now, the exceptions are kind of big. He sold a, a property in Florida that he bought for $45 million for some $90 million. So he made, he's a good businessman, right? Uh, but he also made money off the Miss Universe pageant when it was in Moscow a few years ago. There are, there are some other additions, exemption, exceptions to the statement saying there is no money owed or gotten. So there's a little money in there, but we'll see. Uh, and also tomorrow, uh, heads up. If you are a fan of this show and pay attention, you know I have a nephew who's 19 years old and kind of a tennis phenom. Tomorrow he's in a semifinals match in Bordeaux, France, playing his way in, hopefully, to the French Open. So after Pure Opelka tomorrow, we will all watch and hopefully see Riley Opelka get another shot at uh, a pretty big deal. So those of you who include him in your prayers, thank you. And uh, those of you who include me in your prayers, thank you. Tomorrow we will launch this show early at 6 o'clock. I'll get into details on the president's taxes from his attorneys. And uh, we'll talk about our moms and a whole lot more. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.